0: Do you know who you are? I hope nobody here has an identity crisis. We've heard that, you know, you know, dare I say, cycle babble. You know, oh, we've got an identity crisis. I don't know who I am. Satan tempts Jesus and he asks him, If you are the Son of God. Anyone here, computer programmers? around with computers. You know what an if-then-else statement is? It's a basic logical test. If something is this, then do this. Otherwise, do that. But the word itself, if, introduces doubt and sets up a series of conditions, absolute conditions. For example, if you love me, then you will take out the trash. What happens when the trash is not taken out? From the absolute condition, then we can conclude that one does not love the other because the trash was not taken out. You see, we can get easily lost in the logic of conditional statements when trying to evaluate subjective conditions. Is everyone getting confused? You see, that's how Satan works. In the moment of our confusion, he will tempt us, and we end up making the wrong decision. Like the checkout lines at the supermarket, you know, all those, you know, they call them the impulse items, you know. In our moment of weakness, we grab what we don't need. I remember just I was at the supermarket the other day, and a guy leaned past me, I just need a couple Snickers bars. It's like, okay. We make the wrong choice, sin. Which leads to the ultimate, death. In today's gospel, Satan tries to get Jesus to question his identity. He prefaced his temptations by saying, if you are the Son of God. He knew that if Jesus was or became unsure of his Father's love and wisdom... It was much more likely that he could walk away from the plan of God laid out for him, including his passion and his death. I mean, that's what this season of Lent is about, preparing for that Holy Week. His passion, his death, but ultimately his resurrection, because he knew who he was. And he clung to the Word of God so that he could stay focused on his Father. You see, God has a plan for all of us. That's one of the challenges of our lives, is to discern God's will. I think I've told you this before, the key to happiness, right? I told you to write it down. So take out that piece of paper, what did I say? If I follow the will of God, then I will be happy. All of us, have the same vocation. The circular relationship that he, we have with Him. He loves us so much that He created us. We feel incomplete. We long to be complete. We long to be in union with the Father. We long to return back to Him. That's why in our earthly reality we have the sacraments to help us on our earthly journey the eucharist we call it union we you know it's, we call it communion to be in common union and communion with god to help us on our earthly journey so that we can return to him to be in the ultimate communion with him now the path that each and every one of us walks is unique varied to our own vocation in life that's why prayer is essential is an essential element in our relationship with him. I mean, I see this all the time in the in the hospital. People who conform their life to the will of God, you know what? They're the happiest. I mean, just on just on Friday, I visited this you know, this lady in the in the cancer hospital. I and mean, she had the chemo port on her chest right here. And she was happy. Oh, Father, I'm so happy to see you. Sit down. Let's talk a little bit. And she told me her story, how she was out of remission, third time. You know, Father, when they first diagnosed me three years ago, they only gave me a couple months to live. That was three years ago. I'm so grateful for the three years that I have, and this is just a minor setback, but I trusted him, and I thought to myself, man, can I sprinkle you around the hospital? She was so happy, she was so joyful, and she embodied the reality of conforming her life to God's will, and she was grateful for the extra time that she was given to be with her children and her grandchildren. She had that strong relationship with God the Father and His will. That's why we need to continue to pray. I mean, the first elements, the first spiritual discipline of Lent is prayer. To communicate. Imagine what would happen in your family if nobody talked to each other. You only saw them for less than an hour a week. A relationship will begin to break down and fall apart, and become total strangers to everybody, because you only see them for less than an hour a week. And that's all we're asking you to do when you show up here on Sunday, right? To spend, you know, an hour with God. Could you not watch one hour with me? Jesus says to his, his apostles in the garden. See, the same thing can happen in our relationship with him. This is particularly evident when tragedy hits our lives and we feel totally lost. But you know what? No matter how long we have been away, we are never alone. We are the prodigal children that need to return home. He is there waiting for us. And just like the prodigal son, he runs out to greet us and he embraces us he says, Welcome home, my son. So I'll tell you who you are. You are beloved children of God. He sent his son, and he loves us that much. He did not abandon his son. He will not abandon us. And you know what? Satan will capitalize on our weakness. Because when we feel in that moment of low and despair, that's when Satan comes knocking on our door and we invite him in. That's why we always have to discern God's will. The difficulty that we face is the weight of the cross. The reality is that suffering comes with it. I think I've told you this before. There will be suffering in our lives. It comes with our humanity. And each and every one of us will experience some tragedy in our lives. Self-included. You know, fear not. Your faith is strong. Because He knows our strengths and our weaknesses better than we do. I guarantee Trust in God and salvation awaits. That's the beauty of the divine mercy of Jesus. As revealed The St. Faustina, what's the message on the bottom of the divine mercy picture? Jesus, I trust in you. Again, be wary of the temptations. You know what? They're all lies coming from the author of lies, Satan himself. This season of Lent affords us the opportunity to rely on the graces and mercy of God so that we can break away from earthly realities. And here's another thing you can write down: you do not have to give up chocolate for Lent. Father Andrew said so, okay? You need to give up that which holds you down this 40 days of fasting that Jesus did in the desert, he relied on his Father and his Father alone. So give up that which really holds you down, is your sins. That's my favorite saying during Lent. When somebody asks you what you gave up for Lent, you say, I gave up my sins, I went to confession. It's a good thing. Mark's Gospel states that The Spirit drove him into the desert, as opposed to the Spirit led him. A better translation is, the Spirit drove him into the desert. All of us need to be cast into the desert. And you know what? There we will be tempted. Now, just remember, temptation in and of itself is not sinful, okay? We're going to be tempted with many horrible things. It's our reaction to the temptation. Anyone have a St. Benedict medal? You know, If you ever have a St. Benedict medal or you get a St. Benedict medal, there's always a little card that comes with it because inscribed on the medal, you know, each one of those letters represents a different prayer as St. Benedict. One of them is, you know, Drink your poison yourself. Get behind me, Satan, as, you know, as, as Jesus would say. Don't drink the poison of Satan. So that when we are cast out into the desert and there's nothing else to rely on, that's when we learn, learn to rely on Him. Anything, anything Satan has to offer leads to our destruction. So be wary. In this season of fun, as we begin, you know, embrace the discipline. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Give to the poor, not just of your treasure, but, your, you know, of your talent and of your time as well. There are so many opportunities. I believe there is a little—we have, we have a new—the the pamphlet that was passed out last week has uh, got a mistake in it. So there is, there's actually new ones in the back of the church. So pick up the opportunity to spend more time and to discern God's will. May we continue forward in these next 40 days preparing for the time when he will rise from the dead.